All right, Hawks fans and hoop ball fans, we have a special hoop ball promo. This is big, real big, like Manny Fresh, house real big, car real big, daddy. Anyway, before I start singing and dancing in the booth to a New Orleans classic, this is a huge week for everyone at hoop ball because all of our 2020-2021 NBA season products are finally for sale. These hoop ball products are the best in the business. So listen up. Here's what's out. The draft guide. This is our flagship, our shining beacon like Superman. The most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy sports. Our guys went 400 players deep again this year. A future access pass to the Brewski 150 is also out. If you don't know what the Brewski 150 is... You need to know now. It's the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for the last decade. Decade. And new for this year, Hoopball is unveiling our new monthly membership plans. I'll try to keep this part short as much as I can. We have the fantasy pass, which includes the draft guide, the Brewski 150, and also the new DFS pass. And all of our in-season premium tools. The DFS Pass is also available on its own, if that's your thing. We have the new Wager Pass for our sports bettors out there who want picks and analysis. And we have the Hoopball 360. The sucker has all of the stuff above, plus even earlier access to the Brewski 150. So, head to hoop-ball.com or follow at HoopBallFantasy on Twitter now, right now. Like, go on Twitter right after you hear this to learn more and get yours today. If you want to succeed in sports betting and your fantasy basketball leagues this year, this is a no-brainer. Again, go to Twitter right now at HoopBallFantasy or go to Hoop-Ball.com and get right today. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Yeah! Hello and welcome back to Hoop Ball Hawks, the show that is taking flight here on the Hoop Ball Network. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, reporting live from Atlanta, Georgia. We are recording this on Sunday, November 15th, a.k.a. the day before trade season, which is slated to begin tomorrow at noon. And here today with me is the consistent, constant sidekick on the show, the pro basketball skills trainer, Mr. Atlanta player development, hashtag Atlanta basketball trainer, also known as Switch for Athletics, Mr. Jordan Boltwright. Jordan, how are we doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Happy to be here again. I'm super excited for this trade episode. Man, it's gonna it's gonna be a good episode. We got I know Jordan got some hot takes, so y'all uh y'all make sure I mean now uh, Jordan's taking hiatus from uh, social media, so any of his hot takes that you got some comments on, you know, funnel them to me, and I'm gonna make sure he gets them, and he'll either decide to respond 
But if it has anything to do with 2K ratings or any um, Max Kellerman takes, we're not dealing with it. Ain't that right, Jordan? We're not dealing with it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I say send that over in the box to the left in reference to Beyonce. <laughs> As Jordan alluded to, and I said, we have a huge week for the NBA offseason taking place. As I mentioned before, trades can begin starting tomorrow at noon. We have the NBA draft on Wednesday night on ESPN and free agency begins next weekend. And I predict starting tomorrow and in obviously today with some news that the Lakers and OKC uh, will have decided on a trade that will go through. I think it said officially on draft night where the Lakers will be sending Danny Green and their draft pick to OKC in exchange for Dennis Schroeder. And I think that is a decent addition. What is your thoughts on uh, the Dennis Schroeder, Danny Green trade for both parties, Jordan? I think I think that's a pretty good trade. I think the Lakers are preparing for for Rondo to leave. Um, I think he's going to test free agency and try to get paid again, probably. So I think replacing Rondo with Schroeder is a solid trade. I think it'll keep that tempo up for the Lakers, what they're trying to do, moving that ball and opening up the floor for LeBron and Anthony Davis to get more spacing and stuff because Schroeder can get get to the paint at will. And he's a great drive, uh, drive and kick man, too. So I think that that's an excellent trade for what the Lakers are trying to do with their organization. Just keep the ball moving and keep that, that, that high-tempo offense. I agree. I agree. And obviously, Atlanta Hawks fans are familiar with Dennis Schroeder as he was drafted by us and played here for several years and was a very productive player as a six-man here and getting in the starting lineup when injuries occurred. But we wish him all the best. In L.A., when that trade is official and it'll be exciting to see him be placed in a championship organization to see what he can truly contribute, because he did have a good year last year with getting six man of the year votes and just continues to work on his shot, work on just his decision making. And as you alluded to, he is very, very great in tempo and making those fast, quick decisions. So we wish you the best of luck, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, but as far as that is the first trade that has been announced, we anticipate a lot of moves that will be made around the league leading up to the NBA draft on Wednesday and obviously the tip off of the NBA season, which is slated for December 22nd. Hawks have been paired with many teams because of the cap space that we have. So we are an easy, easy destination for people to create on the trade generators on ESPN and make these hypothetical trades work because we got the space to take on a contract that no one wants. But me and you both knowing how Travis Schlenk likes to run things here and how he has ran things since he's been here in the ATL, that that will not be the case. He's not going to just go for anything. He's not going to fall for the banana and the tailpipe in reference to Beverly Hills cop. If the Hawks are to make a move, it will be a move to complement this roster and elevate this roster to basically hopefully put them in position to be a playoff team this year. Same thing with the draft. If they're going to draft, they're going to draft obviously the best talent, but they're going to look for fit as well. And I know the trade scenario regarding DeMar DeRozan that I've talked about on this program may be losing a little bit of steam as it seems that the Lakers are interested in landing the former all-star. But I mean, at this point, the Lakers are interested in everybody, but their problem is assets and cap room where we don't have that problem in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? We don't have that problem. We have the assets. We have the cap room. So we're in a much better situation long term versus the Lakers as they're obviously in win now mode, even though we may be switching gears here. But the Hawks don't have to rush moves. It's the point. 
that I'm making. We don't have to rush moves. We can sit in the draft where many teams, including the Boston Celtics, have been vocal about trading up into the draft to get prospects like Okoro and Okongwu, who have both been in mock drafts tied to us. And Atlanta is in a prime spot in the draft. So if a team wants to make a leap into the top 10, they'll probably come calling to us here in Atlanta or the spot above us with the Cleveland Cavaliers at five. I know they've been a, a topic as well as a team that could have a trade that allows a team later in the draft to move up and get a top 10 prospect. So long story short, we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the possible and the improbable that could happen this week. So we'll throw out some interesting scenario. Like I said, Jordan got some hot, hot takes. Things that we should hopefully potentially monitor the next couple of days leading up to the draft selection. But before we get into that, first, a quick plug for my bookie. If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation and all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. 100%, just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on my bookie, and the best thing is, is that no cash is required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So you want a chance at free cash money? Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus and try to score some, in the words of future, like I said earlier, free band, free band. All right, and we are back. Wonderful plug. Uh, check out my bookie if you have not. It's a wonderful site for all my sports bettors out there. But as I mentioned before the promo, the Boston Celtics are thirsty, thirsty, like that guy in the club trying to get up on everybody. Thirsty to get into the top 10. As I reported that they apparently love Isaac Okoro and Onyeka Ongaku and where the seeds currently sit in the first round, they pick 14th. And they would certainly miss out on both of those prospects as they have both been projected to go top 10. Danny Ainge seems stingy as they reportedly tried to fleece the New York Knicks in a trade, offering up the 26th and 30th picks, so their second and third best picks in the first round, and no players to get the Knicks' eighth pick. So first thing I want to say is that is so disrespectful, in the words of Stephen A. Smith. This is just like that disrespectful fantasy trade that you get from a dude who usually has a good team, he's very knowledgeable, and he thinks that his knowledge is superior to yours or hers, because there's some really good fantasy owners who are females out there, so they think that their knowledge is superior to yours, and they're trying to get over on you, basically. And I don't care if this is the New York Knicks and what they have done in recent history, and I don't want to slam the New York Knicks, because I know, Jordan, I know you like the Knicks, that's your team, so I'm going to give you an opportunity to speak on this news, since this is your squad. Man, when you heard this report, whether it was from me or whether you saw it yourself, man, what was your thoughts? 
Well, I mean, to be honest, I'm not surprised. I'm knowing how how Danny Ainge moves, just hearing stories about him and being close to a few players in that organization, and then just seeing how he's made trades in the past, and then the Knicks are that laughing stock. They don't really make the best picks, so it all makes sense. Like you said, it's it's the guy that thinks his knowledge is superior, and they're trying to get over on you. And the Knicks are that team that they get over on. I mean. I'm a Knicks fan, unfortunately, so uh, I, I know the draft process oh too well, or the draft history, I guess, from the Knicks, and I'm 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 not surprised. Like it, it's very disrespectful. I'm just happy the Knicks didn't go for it. Like we we got new management, so I'm more hopeful that they'll make smarter trades and make better moves. But I mean, you, you have to shoot your shot. Like you said, it, it's that thirsty guy in the club, and you, you don't you don't know until you know you shoot your shot. You know, so. I'm not I'm 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 not upset at it, but I'm not I'm not surprised. But I'm just glad the Knicks didn't hop on it. Thank God. <laughs> me too. Me too. And I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I'm gonna put this in the cosmos. I know a lot of people feel some type of way about Danny Ainge or whether you know they respect him for what he does as a GM. But I'm gonna say that he's one of the whiniest general managers to ever win an NBA title, in my opinion. Just just how he carries himself. He can be pompous, as we alluded to. And that Boston Celtics team, this is the last thing I'm going to say about the Celtics until we get into trade scenarios later. But that Celtics 08 championship team, they are the one team that is they have milked that championship for years and years and years. Mostly Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce milks that championship like the guy who had to slip and fall and has like the neck brace on for like months. <laughs> like, like that is the Boston 08 team. Nothing against that team. Great team. And they won it, won it rightfully so. But man, they they milk that championship every chance they get. Yeah. But in regards to the Atlanta Hawks, they are two spots ahead of the New York Knicks in the draft, and certainly both of the prospects will be available at six, referring to Okoro and Ongaku. So if Danny Ainge is so thirsty to get into the top ten, and as much as I like Okoro, who I will go on the record now after just. Look, coming through the draft, looking at a lot of film, looking at a lot of mock drafts and whatnot. I'll officially say that if we stay at six, that we need to get Okoro just from what he provides on the defensive end. And he will get better as a, a shot maker, but he just does a lot, especially at his young age. And he's going to be a player that you're not going to have to teach a lot of things. Uh, he's a really smart, cerebral basketball player at a young age. And Ogonku, who I mentioned, mentioned, who I think will be really good in this league for years to come once he fully develops his skill as a four or five that can guard the three through five position because he's just so athletic. But the Celtics and Danny Ainge better come correct if they're going to come talk to the Atlanta Hawks and Travis Schlenk because he's not going to fleece Travis. He's not going to fleece Travis. He's too good of a decision maker in a GM to fall for that bull. I'm going to say bull. There's been some scenarios that have been out there on different news sites and publications, and I will just say that they're just rumors. There's not anything concrete behind these, and they're partially hypothetical, but this is just to expand our listeners' minds as to many different ways that things could potentially go down as these next couple of days to show the flexibility in the, in the position of power, if you would like to say, that the Hawks sit at because of great drafting in the assets that they have acquired over the years here in Atlanta under Travis Schlenk. Soaring down south, uh, Dallin Duffy wrote a piece that floated around some ideas that we'll discuss on this show today, including this trade scenario. And I, and I know you like this player. You've mentioned this player on this program before where 
the Celtics trade their first round pick at 26, not that 14th. So still kind of a stingy trade, in my opinion, but trade the 26th pick in the first round and Gordon Hayward to the Hawks for the sixth pick and the second round pick that is from Houston this year. I personally would not accept this trade just because we, we talked on another program about the durability of Gordon Hayward and his contract is really not that appealing, even though he can provide a lot on the offensive end for this team. Now, there are reports, according to Ryan Rossillo, that he is not going to take his player option and thus make himself a free agent this offseason, which is kind of a surprise and especially the the times that we're in with the coronavirus and money is very important to hold on to. And he's set to make $34 million. And I feel like that is well, one that's too much to take on. If you're going to trade for Gordon Hayward, if you're the Hawks, especially when you're trying to have financial flexibility with the really talented free agent class that looms next year. But if he does end up opting out and we approach him in free agency and he's willing to take less money, then maybe I, I, I would look into adding him to this roster. But as far as, and, and, and I'll let you address that as well after this other caveat I want to throw in there, but as far as if the Celtics propose a trade, I would personally rather them offer Marcus Smart in this deal. And Danny Ainge would, who's, like I said, been stingy, but you thirsty, man. You can't be stingy and thirsty at the same time. Offer the 14th pick along with Marcus Smart, even with the perceived lack of talent that's in this draft, I'd rather move back six spots and 20 spots unless that there is a late round prospect such as a Desmond Bain, who's one of my favorite players in the draft and Jordan's favorite players in the draft as well, that you just really like and will go down there and get. But I think Smart would be a good addition to this team as a veteran defender with winning and playoff experience that you can put on the best opposing guard in the other team, can spare Trey Young that responsibility. And he has shown the ability to guard bigger opponents if needed. So the versatility on the defensive end is great. His improvement on his three-point shooting, the leadership and the intensity that he brings to the team would replace some of the things that they would have gotten from Isaac Okoro if they stayed at six, minus some of the... The extracurriculars, uh, Okoro's not really known for that, but Marcus Smart will replace that and be a veteran presence. So I don't know how you like Gordon Hayward. So what is your thoughts on the Gordon Hayward trade, his news of him potentially opting out, and the scenario that I just threw into you, Jordan? I'm not a fan of the trade, as you said, just because of what we would have to give up, what we'd get in return, and then having to pay him. But if he opts out and he would take less, then I think that'd be a great addition and then to drop down and get Marcus Smart, I think I think that'd be great. But I don't think Danny Ainge is, is giving up Smart at all. I think he's one of the few untradeable assets in in this league. But if he were to come up off Marcus Smart, then I think that would be great. And then, like you said, we could drop down and get Desmond Bain to pair along with Trey. I think that that would be ideal. But I don't see that that being realistic. Um, but yeah, I'm just not a fan of the Gordon Hayward trade. I'm a fan of the player and everything, but everything that we'd have to give up and that would come come back to us, uh, I think that just that would cost too much damage on our salary cap and our progress is what the Hawks are trying to do as an organization. I definitely agree. And I definitely agree with your point that I think Danny Ainge would be really reluctant to let Marcus Smart go, especially because of the value that, like you said, that he provides on the court. But I know that if they really love Isaac Okoro, that they would be getting, obviously, a younger player that provides the same things that Marcus Smart does provide. 
he has a little bit more more height on him. He's more athletic than him. Obviously, that Marcus Smart is older in his career, so they could be replacing that. With Okoro in this situation, if he were to trade, Marcus Smart would only be owed $12 million, which would be a steal. They would have more financial flexibility to get someone else as far as free agency or another star uh, to add to this roster. But I think you're absolutely right that they'd be reluctant to let him go. And if Gordon, like I said, if Gordon's willing to take less money, he can come on down to ATL and help out this offense. But I, I agree that I'd rather keep six than to do this trade scenario that was put forth. So the next team to potentially monitor, and people have seen rumors out about this, are the New Orleans Pelicans. I addressed this on the last episode with rumors circulating around Holiday and if the Hawks are to go for him, how this could impact this team. This is a scenario that I have been saying on the record that I would not mind trading Kevin Herter and Deadman for to get a proving contributor that fits the needs and helps propel us forward. Monetarily, the Herder, Deadman, and the six-pick trade works out, certainly for the Hawks. Most important is the Hawks will not have to give up a whole bunch to get Drew Holiday, in my opinion. But if they got him, they would have to try to convince him to sign here long term, which is another battle. It could be a potential expensive rental player, especially if he happens to come here and likes it but doesn't love it and he wants to see what's a better fit that's out there that we could be gambling our prospect in herder who's entering his third year deadman and a draft pick this year even though people have said what they want to say about this draft for a player that may not stay here long term so that's the risk that you take if you were to make a trade for Drew holiday but even though this is perfect in terms of short term i know travis schlink is thinking long term and this is a scenario that could benefit the hawks for the future. So what is your opinion on that trade for Drew Holiday? And I've seen three team trade scenarios, but in the three team trade scenario that I saw that was on NBA analysis.net from Greg Patuto proposed that the Hawks would receive Drew Holiday in a second round pick next year from the Washington Wizards. New Orleans would receive Al Horford as the third team would be the 76ers. Mike Scott, the sixth pick from Atlanta, uh, the 2021 first pick from Philadelphia, a 2022 first round pick from Atlanta and a 2023 first round pick from Philadelphia. And the 76ers will receive J.J. Redick in a second round pick this year. So what is your thoughts on that trade or just Drew Holiday, period, uh, if we can make something work as far as talking about short term and long term in the Hawks trajectory as a franchise? I think that would be the best option for the Hawks. I think we need to do whatever we need to do to keep him to stay. Um, we need to pay him. We need to pay him. A lot more comes with Drew Holiday than a lot of other our, our, a lot of the Hawks' other options. He's extremely respected around the league. He could also add more free agents to come here, or just we could bring his brothers, and they'll be you know they'll they'll help out a lot too with Aaron and, and Justin. They're they're great defenders and great shooters. You got Aaron would be a great backup for for Trey. I don't think there's many options right now for the Hawks to get them over their hump in the East, but Drew will definitely help them get back in the playoffs. But like I said, I think he could attract that extra free agent that will get us over, you know, the Brooklyn, the Torontos, the Miamis, Boston's, the Phillies to get us through those tough playoff rounds. That's why we need to pay him and invest in him because of how respected he is, how he'll turn Atlanta around, just making us a playoff team immediately. So I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Drew Holiday scenario. 
we can make that happen, we need to make it happen, and we need to throw the the, the Brinks truck at them. Yeah, certainly from X's and O's perspective, it works. It definitely works for this team. It benefits this team very well. And I like the family affair. Shout out to Mary J. Blige. She's great in that power ghost part two. Uh, yeah, she's great in that, by the way. But I, I like the family affair uh, take as far as getting the Holiday Brothers down to ATL and just they can just wreak havoc and then they bring that energy on the defensive end. All three of them. And you said Aaron Holiday would be a pretty decent backup point guard, which fills a need as well. Drew Holiday certainly could play alongside Trey Young. He can play with the ball in his hands, but he can also play off the ball. Like I said about Marcus Smart, you can put Drew Holiday on the best one-two guard in the other team. So it takes the pressure off of Trey Young on the defensive end and let Trey cook. Because Drew Holiday is going to know that it's Trey, this is Trey's team. He's the ultimate teammate. He won the award for teammate of the year in the NBA. So he would come here and certainly be a positive impact on his roster on both ends of the court. And especially with adding Nate McMillan now, with Nate McMillan, <laughs> Nate McMillan would have a field day. I mean, he's already coached two of the Holiday brothers. Exactly. He, he would, you get another Holiday brother, you, you, you get the band back together. Instead of the Hansons, that little group, man, forget them. It's the Holidays. <laughs> the exactly. Holidays. That would be amazing. I just want to throw this out there. If they do, if they happen to come down here, I want the song uh, by Quality Control, Holiday with Lil Yachty. I want that play that games when they do something <laughs> good. I just want to throw that out there. It's a holiday. But for me, as a supporter of Louisiana sports, and I love the Pelicans, as tough it would be for me to see him leave New Orleans. If he was coming here to Atlanta, I'd be a dream come true. But definitely they would have to try to convince him to stay long term. And he's definitely worth the risk, especially if you make the trade. If you can get him to stay, that would be perfect. Even though the age gap, as far as him and the young core for the Hawks, he feels the need of a veteran. He's been in this league. He's played in some meaningful games. And I think he can bring bring a lot as far as positive things on and off the court for this franchise, these young players, and for the community, as he's done a lot with him and his wife in the city of New Orleans, being philanthropists and getting out of community, giving back. So uh, I, I like Drew Holiday. He's one of my favorite players in the league. And I, I would dare to say probably my favorite player in the league. But we'll see how that materializes because I know that there's many teams thirsty for his services, and rightfully so. A lot of title contenders between the Nets, the Nuggets, the Warriors have been thrown out there. The Celtics are interested in Drew Holiday. I mean, like I said, you would be a fool not to be interested in him. So we will see. What happens with Mr. Holiday? And we're going to go on to a couple more trade scenarios. But first, another plug for ExpressVPN. There are tons of VPN providers out there. You probably heard of a couple of them. And some of you may have even used a VPN before. Just like I do my research for all my shows to provide my listeners with the best Atlanta Hawks podcast out there. I like to do my research on my sponsors and I only recommend brands to my listeners that I believe in. And I can say with full confidence that ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market. Here's why. ExpressVPN doesn't log your data. Lots of really cheap or free VPNs out there make money by selling your data to ad companies. ExpressVPN developed a technology called Trusted Server. 
that makes it impossible for their servers to log any of your information. Second is speed. Like Deion Sanders said, speed kills. But in this case, it does not kill your internet speed. I've tried lots of VPNs in the past. Many slow your connection down or make your device sluggish. I've been using ExpressVPN for the last few months and my internet speeds are still blazing fast. Even when I connect to servers thousands of miles away, I can still stream HD quality videos with zero lag. The last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart from other VPNs is how easy it is to use. Unlike other VPNs, you don't have to input or program anything. You just fire up the app, click one button to connect, and it's easy like T.I. song, Be Easy, and Trap Music. Whew, great album, underrated Atlanta classic. Anyway, it's not just me saying this. Wired, The Verge, CNET, and many other tech experts rate ExpressVPN as the number one VPN in the world, of the world, Craig. So, protect yourself with the VPN that I use and trust. Use my link, expressvpn.com slash hoopball today, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. Three months? Good Lord. Again, that is expressvpn.com slash hoopball. Visit expressvpn.com slash hoopball to learn more. All right, and we are back to talk about some more teams that could potentially want to run shop with us here in Atlanta as they know we got a lot of cash money and a lot of assets that they potentially may want to try to take off of our hands. But we're not going for nothing. We're not no chumps down here in ATL. So the next team, and this rumor has been circulating around uh, – I uh, I would dare to say this de- definitely my least favorite scenario that's been out there. Knowing you, Jordan, you're probably going to agree with this, but we'll tell the listeners. We'll put it out there. We'll put it all on the table, and then we'll let them have their opinion. They'll hear our opinions, and we'll go from there. So it's rumored, according to multiple outlets, that the T-Wolves want two lottery picks this year and have apparently been engaged with the Atlanta Hawks about trading the sixth pick in exchange for Jarrett Culver in the 17th pick this year from minnesota although we've said multiple times that we'd rather have a veteran if we're going to trade for someone we'd rather have a veteran contributor and for the record the only thing for me that sweetens the deal in this scenario is the 17th pick because at least you still get a first round pick this year and there's a little bit of difference between 6 and 17 but not a ton as far as prospects and talent and upside so you can still get someone meaningful i know that i've talked about tyrese maxey Potentially as a six man, if the Hawks were to draft him and he would be an interesting fit here or uh, the point guard Lewis uh, Jr. out of Alabama. But he could go a little higher than 17. But that's neither here nor there for context. We're going to talk about Jared Culver, who was a standout player at Texas Tech, but had a rookie year to forget. He's still very raw on the offensive end as he had bad percentages last year. And I mean bad, uh, particularly from three point range. And the free throw line. Aside from that, he obviously he needs to work on his shot. He is touted as a defender first. He can pass the ball pretty well. He's extremely athletic and could be dynamic in the future. 
But when the Hawks are wanting to try to win now, especially with the young core that we already have intact, you don't need any more projects or prospects at this point. You want some people who are proven with some NBA film that could really, truly help this team. And this isn't a trade that I would be itching to pull the trigger on if I'm slank. And the fact that we have I haven't heard much except for the multiple reports that have been out there since then probably means it's losing steam. And I hope it is because. For God's sake, we, we don't need that here. So, Jordan, I'm going to kick it to you, man. What do you think about this scenario? I don't really understand it. I guess if we're getting rid of DeAndre Hunter, um, that's he, he'd be a great pickup to fill his slot. But I think everything that he would do offensively and defensively would uh, would be what DeAndre Hunter does. So be like the, the, the Spider-Man meme when they come in the locker room, you know. <laughs> um, but I'm not really too invested in his stats I guess he was on a bad team that had a really bad season and it was his rookie year so I'm gonna give him a pass on a, his three-point and his, his free throw line percentages because they were atrocious but I don't think with his mechanics he's that bad of a shooter I mean Minnesota didn't win a game for like two months or something like that and they were just you know and and, and I think they had him him running point guard or the lead ball handler or whatever between yeah, him they and, 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 and yeah. Wiggins for a while so I can't really blame him for a lot of his stats with his rookie season on a bad team playing out of position. So I'll give him a pass on all his stats. I don't think that's the type of player he is, but unless we're getting rid of DeAndre Hunter, uh, I don't see why we would make that trade. I agree. It really does. It really doesn't make sense to me. Was his stature, obviously what he could do on a defensive end. I mean, some could say that he could be a potential reincarnation of Jimmy Butler. Uh, especially with him being 6'6 in his size. And like I said, uh, he's known as a defender. Uh, and he's athletic. But still, like, we don't need any more projects. So, uh, yeah. I know that I know they've been slowly been torn down here in Atlanta, but we, Atlanta, the city of Atlanta doesn't need no more projects, in my opinion. Uh, we, need to, we need to keep this. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I, think, I, think, I think he's definitely a talented player. Like I said, I just think the circumstances of the team have his stats looking so poorly. But I think – his potential is great. Like I, I, I don't think he's a bust by any means, but you know, we don't, like you say, we don't need another project. And unless we're getting rid of DeAndre Hunter, then I, I don't see a need for him uh, in Atlanta. Yeah. And I echo your sentiments. I'm not trying to pile on him too much. Cause I mean, rookies are rookies and I've gone on record and I will go on record again right now that I usually try to have a, a definitive evaluation on a player after three years. After three years, you kind of are who you are, whether you're in the National Football League, the National Basketball Association. After three years, you kind of are who you are. So uh, we'll, I'll give them a pass as well. But like I said, we don't need no more projects. No more projects. We need proven contributors. So this next scenario from Soaring Down South as well, it's a, it has a contributor in it. And it's because I threw him in there. And so I, I really like this one. It, it, it's, it's a better one, in my opinion. We talked about the Sixers potentially wanting to move up in this draft. But it's really unsure because they do have a new coach in Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey's there now from Houston. And they may want to shake some things up. And they think maybe trading up in the draft could do that. The 76ers currently have the 21st pick. And I foresee that if they were to come calling to the Hawks about trading up to the sixth pick, that the Hawks would probably want Josh Richardson, and I would want Josh Richardson as well. And I think he would be a great addition to this team. He can guard multiple positions. He can shoot the three, get to the rim. I think he'd be a wonderful complimentary piece that could boost this roster. And the Hawks could still get a draft pick, the 21st. It's still a draft pick in this draft, which, I mean, like I said, as much as we don't want projects, if you're going to get a contributor, 
a project is not bad if aside to it. Like, hey, like I'll take it. I'll take it. And the Hawks will only be on the books for $22 million over the next two seasons if they were able to get Josh Richardson. So we would still have some flexibility to sign some free agents as well and could still be financially free as far as cap space to make a splash in next year's free agent class. And for context, last year on a very crowded roster that really didn't use Josh Richardson's abilities to the fullest, in my opinion, and I'm sure that Jordan will agree as well, per 100 possessions, He's a 20-point-per-game scorer, one block a game, one-and-a-half steals, almost five assists and five rebounds. So when given an opportunity to be on the court and actually use his skill set, he's productive. And I and I like that production that he could bring to Atlanta. So what is your thoughts on if the Hawks were to make this trade? Again, the 21st pick in Josh Richardson for the sixth pick. I think that'd be great. I, I think he has a lot of Drew Holiday qualities as well, and he's a little bit bigger. I think in Miami for a time too, he was he was a 50, 40, 90 guy. So yeah, he yeah. wasn't he wasn't used in Philly at all. So that would definitely be a steal. And then if we could get late first round pick as well, I think that'd be a big win too. Because with projects, I know we've talked about Desmond Bain, but I got a guy uh, Isaiah Joe from Arkansas. I think he would he would fit great with this Hawks organization. He's a great scorer. Great scorer. Yeah, he's a great scorer. Great shooter. He could improve off off the catch and shoot, but he, he's a he could learn to be a secondary ball handler as well. Like his size and length, I think he fits right in the NBA in today's game. So I think if we get Josh Richardson down here to be a proven vet, you know, secondary playmaker immediately, and we pick up a project like Isaiah Joe, he'd be great. I think that Josh Richardson would, would probably be the the best scenario for the Hawks and what what I feel like they're they're trying to do, and it it, it would give us a lot of flexibility with our salary cap as well too, because he's not nearly as expensive as a Drew Holiday or or Gordon Hayward, but he he brings everything that you know those two players can uh, can do on the offensive end and the defensive end. The Isaiah Joe pickup in that late first round that'd be great. So you're on record saying that the Josh Richardson scenario out of the scenarios that we talked about today is the best one in your opinion. Yeah. Great minds think alike. I thought this was the best scenario out of all the trades mentioned today, even though I've talked about now have I've been influenced and just from research, I've seen that I would like to keep the six pick, but if we were to pull the trigger out of all the potentials, players that I mentioned, Drew Holiday, AJ Rich, Mar- if Marcus Smart happened to be available, I like Josh Richardson and the potential to get a late round draft pick over all the other ones that we have mentioned. We will be lumped in a lot of rumors up until the draft on Wednesday. And Travis Lincoln, the Hawks, will certainly listen to offers, but they're not going to go for any and everything. And neither should us as Hawk fans. We're not thirsty. We're not thirsty. You know what I'm saying? We got our food. We got our drink. You know, we good down here in the ATL. And the Hawks are playing a long game. They will certainly make short game moves, you know, to help this roster, especially with this upcoming year and the contract year for Lloyd Pierce. They would like to win now. And even though, like I said, I like Okoro, I like Okongu, I like Travis Halliburton at six, we need to keep our options open. We need to be flexible. And like I said, there's some good prospects at six, but if you can get a proven contributor and a draft pick and you still have flexibility to sign some people in free agency to maybe a one or two year deal and you're still financially free for the next free agent class next year, I think you're setting yourselves up for a really good future if you're the Atlanta Hawks. I know you gave your final verdict on your decision on the best scenario that we mentioned, but as far as 
scenario or drafting on draft night for the Hawks? What is your final verdict? I think the best thing, like I've said since I started on this podcast, they just need to trade it and get a veteran. So either Drew Holiday or Josh Richardson, I think that would be the best. And if you could get another, get a late draft pick or even uh, another veteran player for that sixth pick or, you know, sign somebody in free agency, I think that'd be best. But as far as taking on a lottery talent project, I don't think that's necessary. So yeah, I'm, I, I think I think the Josh Richardson would, would be best. I think Drew Holiday, like I said, he he could attract other free agents. Um, so between those two, whichever one you know fits better with the Hawks, what, what they're trying to do long term, I think those would be the main two options. It's a sweetener deal if there's any Sixers fans out there. Uh, at six, if you're Doc and Daryl Morey, who are you taking at six? I, I know they probably would like a point guard. So I would go out and say that if Tyrese Halliburton is available there, I would take Tyrese Halliburton to go on this roster. But who do you think that the Sixers would take as far as sweetening this deal at six to really help? You know, whatever they're going to do with this roster is still yet to be seen as they just got on the job, both of them with Morey and Doc Rivers. Probably one of the guards. Honestly, I think like a Killian Hayes or something would would go there. Um, some some type of flashy dynamic guard. I think Doc Rivers has a history with kind of ball dominant guards or scoring guards or whatever. Um, I think between him and Maury, a Killian Hayes or the the Halliburton kid would be a good pickup for the Sixers. And obviously, with Doc Rivers being a guard in this. The league is great to have someone who's been in the league. He's a player's coach and just think all the things that he could teach them as he is revered in his league. And the last thing I will, I hadn't talked to you about it. Uh, this is a little curveball before we end the show. Uh, what is your thoughts on the Nate McMillan signing? I know I gave my opinions last episode. If he were to be signed now that he's official, I'm excited for it, especially what he can do on a defensive end in his history. Coaching really good defensive teams and having a history of, as I told people on the last podcast, that out of his 15 years as a head coach, he's been to the playoffs nine of those years. And out of his 15 years as a head coach, he's only had a record under 500 five times. So winning, competing, his team's always competed, especially on the defensive end, and efficiency on both ends of the ball is what I think about in regards to Nate McMillan. And just a great guy, and he's going to help Coach Lloyd Pierce, who is doesn't have the tenure that Nick McMillan has with obviously Lloyd Pierce entering his third year as a head coach. He would do a great job of just helping him X's and O's experience situational as far as in game and throughout the season. So I like the Nate McMillan signing. What, what is your thoughts on the Nate McMillan signing for the Hawks? I think it's a great signing. Like you said, defensively, he'll, he'll make the Hawks better. And then and just like him being a great defensive guard, he'll he'll he'll, he'll teach Trey and, you know, DeAndre and, and all the other guards how to how to be a, a defensive minded guard in, in the league. He'll he'll definitely help all around, like like you said, um, just with his playoff experience and, and the culture that, that he brings on the defensive end. He'll help the Hawks get to the playoffs. I think his his reputation will attract, you know, other other free agents. You know, like we said, the, he has history with, with the Holiday brothers. Obviously, with him being a defensive minded, he'll probably recognize Tajir McCall out there in the G League. So we can hashtag call it McCall, get him some minutes. But yes. I, 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 I like I like the signing altogether. And then uh, back back to the draft sleeper. If we trade with this with the Sixers, like I said, that Isaiah Joe, I just want to shout him out. I think he's a really great player. 
Uh, I'm from the same area in Arkansas, so Isaiah, you should holler at me. Um, love to connect with you. You're catching shoot. We could definitely improve that. But if the Hawks make that trade with the with the Sixers, I would love for the Hawks to, to pick him up in that in that late first round. Cause I think he's exactly what the Hawks look for on the as an offensive player, a defensive player, somebody they need as a secondary playmaker. I think he just he fits great well in the NBA in general, but especially for the Hawks. Yeah, and as an LSU Tiger, I'm very familiar with him. He he was a tough guard, and I think he will be continue to be a tough guard in the NBA. So in the words of Martin Lawrence and Bad Boy, obviously everyone remembers the second one, but in the first one, as far as what Jordan said about working with him, tell us something, Joe. Come on, man. Come on, man. But uh, but if we had an opportunity to get Joe, I, I, I would welcome it with open arms. I could put my uh, malice towards the Razorbacks aside. And welcome you to the Atlanta Hawks franchise. Uh, and I love how hashtag call up McCall. I haven't said it in a couple yeah. episodes. Jordan been getting me right. Hashtag call up McCall. So with that, Jordan, I want to thank you again for coming on to the show. Again, tell how the audience can connect with you, even though you're not on social media. But if they want to get get work with you and whatnot, how can they get in contact with you? Uh, you can email me at boatwright.jordan at hotmail.com. I'm on LinkedIn, Jordan Boatwright, Swissville Athletics. I'm just, I took a step away from social media for the holiday season, but I'm still available for workouts virtually in person. I could come to you. You can come to me. If you have any of my guys' Instagram, you can reach out to them. They'll pass the word, but I'm still accessible. I'm just not on social media at, at the time, but I'm still available for workouts and ready to work with people who are ready to work. You heard what he said. Hit him up if you're ready to work. Uh, we're not afraid to work here on this program. And uh, as a quick caveat before I get, give you all the normal rundown at the end, shout out to anybody who got a PS5. Shout out to anybody who got a PS5. <laughs> I know they've been, they they are far and few between. I really want that new Miles Morales Spider-Man game. I've seen gameplay online. It looks dope. And anytime we get a brother as Spider-Man, I mean, you know, you know, we, we got to support. We got to support. So, Shout out to anybody who got a PS5, and if you didn't, make sure you do your chores. Make sure you suck up to your ladies. Whatever you got to do to get the PS5 into your hands, do it. Do it, because it is holiday season. So be safe out there as well. So if you love what you heard today, give us five stars like a Blue Blood Basketball School's top recruits. Anyway. Give us a great review. Subscribe. Share with fellow Hawks fans and basketball enthusiasts across the globe. Follow us at HoopBallHawks on Twitter. That is at HoopBallHawks. Follow myself, Brad Jarrett 67 That is Brad J-A-R-R-E-T-T-6-7. It's going to be a crazy week. Probably going to have multiple episodes up. So stay tuned. When news drops, we will drop. So Get ready. It's going to be a wonderful week. Trade season. Yay!